Welcome to Was It Good? I'm your host, Ravi, and I'm with my two brothers, Christian and Arjuna. We've spent the last week and a half reflecting on the protests taking place in all 50 states and in at least 18 countries around the world in what is now the biggest civil rights movement in human history. It's heartbreaking to think that it took the senseless murder of George Floyd for the racial inequality in this country to come to this necessary breaking point. We stand on the side of justice. We stand with those peacefully protesting. And we hope our listeners are doing whatever they can to be on the right side of history. There is no more sitting on the sidelines. Sitting on the sideline means you've picked a side, and it's the wrong side. And we mean that in the most literal, moral sense that we can convey. We often use our TV shows, our movies, our games to convey important messages about the human experience in all its complexity and scope. Today, you don't need to watch Watchmen or Star Wars to witness a worthy struggle, a worthy cause against oppression and tyranny. It's happening right outside our doors. We never, we, <clears throat> excuse me, we must never again let ourselves become complacent. We must not let our favorite shows and movies become escapes from reality. Rather, they should be viewed as an insight to the human condition and something we learn from. This is something we here at Was It Good will try to do. And to add to this, in our description across the board, YouTube, Twitch, podcast, wherever you consume them, on Twitter, we do have links uh, so that you can actually go donate. You can figure out where people are protesting so you can go and support people. Uh, I personally, and I believe you two back me up, Christian and Juno, when I say this, we're not simply here to just make a statement and then be done with it. This is an ongoing cause, something that we cannot stop talking about. It must be spoken about, but also more importantly, people need to act on this if we want to see real and actual change. Mm -hmm. And and here's the thing, right? Um, Because if we do stop talking about it, if we do get complacent, guess what? We're going to be here in another 10 20, 30, 40 years, and it's going to keep repeating, right? So let's just learn, yeah, and let's do what needs to be done, get it solved, get it done, so that we don't have to be back here in 20 years. Yeah, I mean, change is needed, and that's it's. I think it was well written and well said in that intro that there, you know, we need to. It's sad that it took this senseless murder, but this change. It has caused a lot of change so far, but it's a long way to go. And like you guys have said, we got to keep talking about it. And this is a podcast about movies and TV shows. And I think, you know, we have to do better. We've talked about this. We review a lot of popular media. I think we need to diversify what we review. And mm-hmm. we need to talk about diversifying what's out there. Because you've seen, I mean, you know, I work a little bit in entertainment in some of my many jobs. And... Many, you know, actors of color have come out and talked about how there is a lack of diversity in writing rooms. There's a lack of diversity, uh, you know, in the, in production, a lack of diversity in casts and different shows and such. And I think uh, if we start reviewing some of that stuff that's not necessarily mainstream or popular and talking about that and putting the pressure... Yeah, we're a small podcast. We, you know, we're not huge or anything. I like Millions to point out in my followers. in my little brain, I think we're the biggest thing on the internet. You know, according to our parents, we are. So that's two people. <laughs> but I mean, we uh, that's that's one very very little way we can change and we can help, um, and continuing to do the other stuff that needs to be you know done too. Um, yeah. Speaking about. You know, societal issues, tyranny. Obviously, we know that the police have been brutalizing everyone under the sun. 
I made the really bad joke the other day when the video clip of the LAPD started taking out their baton and beating the crap out of everyone. I was like, look, the police, they figured it out. They're equally beating the shit out of everyone. Mm. Bad joke, but unfortunately, that's one area that I wish that uh, they would kind of figure out and, you know, defund the police, essentially. That would be a big, big help. But one area, like moving into the actual show now here, Mm. uh, one interesting thing that came out and was... um, uh, came out last weekend at this point, so what two weekends ago, uh, was the Attack on Titan season four trailer, mm. a show that actually does talk about classism, does talk about the oppression of people, um, which I think is very interesting. And I think as you start looking at content now, um, I think we're going to start looking at content differently, where it's like, is this a full on representation? And I think you're going to start seeing people like to. To, to what we said in the intro that Christian wrote, like, you know, escaping from TV shows and everything, I think is the main interesting thing, but I digress. Anyway, Attack on Titan Season 4 trailer. What was our thinking there when we all saw it? Well, I think let's get the, let's get the, uh, the monkey, uh, uh, identify the monkey in the room right off the bat. The Megatron? Besides okay. Megatron. The animation style looks different. Big time. And uh, you can notice that right off the bat. It was apparent. And I was like, oh, is it the characters that are older? But then Arjuna pointed out, no, the animation style is actually completely different. And uh, they actually went with a whole different, what's the right term? Studio? Company? uh, Animation studio. Animation studio, yeah. So um, that actually makes me a little bit nervous, to be be frank. This is is an animation. It's It's not a live action thing. So to me, the animation... In an animation, <laughs> in, a, in an anime, is very important, right? Yeah. Uh, and I would like to, I would like consistency in the fact that uh, in the fourth season, fourth and final, in the fourth and final season, it's going to be totally different. Well, hopefully, not totally different, but a little bit different at least from the first three seasons. That does make me a little bit worried. Uh, that being said, the trailer was quite epic. But I'm still, I'm still worried about that that animation. So I actually want to get you guys' thoughts. Did, on that. did you like the animation? Do you I don't. I don't know. I don't yeah. know um, because it is different, mm. and uh, I, I would have to go back and watch it again. I think it was fine. I don't. I didn't see anything in that. I was like, oh, this is, you know, this is lower quality. It's just different, mm. and you know, and that just it's just a little bit like I remember. Like to me, Attack on Titan has a very specific visual feel, like really sharp contrasting colors. Um, you know, uh, like uh, I'm not an artist, so it's it's hard for me to describe exactly. But like really sharp, sharp, clear images, and I don't know if it was the YouTube quality of the video, um, or if it was the actual animation itself. But it seemed to be less sharp, the animation. Um, but that might be just the YouTube. When video. I first I'm not really sure. when I first saw it, I thought it was like a um, fan made thing, and it's not necessarily a bad mm-hmm. thing because there's a lot of good fan made content out there. But you could definitely tell there was definitely an animation difference. And like you, Krisha, I'm not one with the art. Right. <laughs> so it's hard to describe. Um, those listening, if you hit us up on at Was It Good on Twitter, if you are aware of the difference in animation styles and can better explain it, you'll definitely get a big shout out on this podcast. Because um, I do agree, it did feel a little bit different. Um, soft is a weird way to kind of explain it, but it, seemed, it did feel it soft. It seemed right? glossy to me. So I watched it on my phone this morning, and to me, it was, like, shinier. You know, like, I almost feel like the first three seasons are a little more matte. You know, there, there's not as much shine because it's a dark type of world. Um, 
where, as Ravi mentioned, there is a lot of, you know, imbalance in class and such. And this one felt, I think also because they are in the mainland now, that's pretty apparent from the, the new trailer, um, maybe the sun shines brighter there. <laughs> uh, but it, wow. it, it definitely seemed glossier and to me it seemed a little more epic like it seemed a little more um theatrical almost the animation style just the smoothness of it oh interesting uh is the in- impression that i got maybe it, it must have been then the you the quality of the youtube that we were the watching you, on why do you say the youtube the youtube that we were watching it on it's all every, the same every YouTube. YouTube is different. <laughs> no, it's the same freaking YouTube. The specific YouTube that we were watching oh uh, a couple of mornings ago, you know, well, I'm I'm just saying. I'm, I'm, I I now have reason to believe that maybe it was our internet connection at that specific time, maybe it wasn't the best. I mean, I watched it on a phone and it looked good. Yeah. I looked good. Either way, I'm very very excited for this. Yeah. Um I believe someone correct me if I'm wrong, the release is supposed to be in like 2 months, like July, August. Probably September. Oh, that's too far. I agree. I'll be at home sitting on my butt. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm a little worried. Uh, so I'm not worried really about the animation stuff. What I'm worried about, and this goes back to the end of last season where they announced season four is the last, there's still a lot of manga. Uh, you know, I believe that they're really truncating. A f- there's like three or four main arcs left, and they're really just down to just these this last season. But this goes to like the Game of Thrones thing, right? Where it's like granted the manga is finished already. It has a, it's about to finish. It's about to finish. Yeah. But it, it it runs into that same idea where with Game of Thrones they said, "Hey, um Game of Thrones is is going to be its own separate thing from the books. Don't necessarily look for it as like a tomato to, tomato tomato or I don't know. The tomato tomato? No, like where it's like a Direct comparison. You guys know what I'm talking about. So, so it's not a one equals one. It's yes. like a, it's so. So are you saying it's like that? It's like Game of Thrones. Like yeah, you're not looking like, for yeah, yeah. So don't don't like you. You're, you're not looking for a translation. You're looking correct. for an adaptation. Exactly. That's what this is supposed to be. Is an adaptation of the manga. It's not supposed to be a direct. The manga itself. Right. No, this is a pretty direct. <laughs> this is not an adaptation. This really? Is, this I is, would no. consider no, no, no. Like the is, first three seasons have been. Yeah, verbatim. this is verbatim exactly what happens in essentially. Fine, let me read. Re- let me redo my statement here. Wait, how do you know though? Because, because oh, that's thank you, thank you, Michael. Uh, it's apples to apples. Thank you. <laughs> Tomatoes, <laughs> tomatoes. What, what's it's the a, one it's, equals one? It's potato to French fries. <laughs> yeah. You know. So uh, here's my my re- new, my new statement. Okay. So the first three seasons are a apple to apple, and the fourth season they said fuck it. No, I I, I believe that this last season they. They even though it has not been published, I'm pretty sure they knew the ending. Um, so it's supposed to. That makes me nervous. That. Game of Thrones, same uh, idea. I mean, if you, I mean, like many animes, you can just look at the manga and look at the anime, and the frames are pulled. Yeah, you know, so right. a lot of them. But that makes me nervous. Yeah, but and you know, I think that's just the nervousness. I think comes from Game loving the show a little bit, but more more than that, like loving the show so much. Like this is, in my opinion. And, I, and, and granted, I'm not an anime expert, and I haven't seen even a lot of anime. I've only seen a select few. But it, to me, it's the best animated thing I've ever seen. Dragon Ball Z. Dragon Ball Z is great. What about Dragon Ball Z? Attack on Titan is better. Avatar is great. Attack on Titan is better. I, I don't Full know Metal Alchemist. I, I cannot get into that. Well, there's something wrong with it. I know. Clearly. I know. Wait, isn't Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood supposed to be the better one? That's the Yeah, so Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood is the direct... 
is is what the manga is, and Full Metal Alchemist was like Game of Thrones. It diverged from the source material. Afro Samurai. It's not like a true. It's, it's, it's okay. It's over. Really? Overrated. I love Afro Samurai. It's good. It's good. And I Samurai think visually, Jack. I think visually, uh, Afro Samurai is um, incredible. They got but, Samuel Jackson. Yeah, no, don't get me wrong. Samuel Jackson is also incredible. Uh, but you know, the whole package. I think Avatar is the whole package. Avatar is the whole package. Uh, we got people in the comments right, exactly. uh, saying Avatar, no question. Uh, look, listen, I a part of me agrees with you. Avatar is, but Attack on Titan is better for me. I understand why people. What, say what's Avatar. the reasoning? I enjoy it more. What, what's, <laughs> what, what, is there something tangible you think that's better about Attack on Titan versus Avatar? Oh yeah, definitely yeah. the fight scenes. I think they're so much more violent. I well, that, that's vague. <laughs> it's, well, it's, it's more violent. It's two different age groups. Yes, one and is I, for I, children, I like, and also like one attack, is for children and one is Avatar. I think the yeah. other thing that with Attack on Titan that was like <laughs> there was there was like a major like there's major like shock value to it, where like you introduce Attack on Titan to a new person, and like well, what's the show about? It's like oh, giant humans eating little humans. What the fuck? Yeah, and then you get into the show and you realize there's all these other fucking layers to it, and you're like. What is happening? Yeah. I think that's where it's like, holy crap. Yeah. Avatar, like Atta- Attack, on Titan, Attack on Titan, kind of go off of your point, is yeah. one mindfuck after another. Yeah. You're like, as you learn about the history and what's happening, what's actually going on, right? And you can pull that into what's going on today. Layers and layers and layers of stuff. And it goes from this, this crazy, uh, fan- fantastical, like giants eating humans, right? Into this whole other thing involving politics and classism and all this other stuff and it's inter is interwined so beautifully right don't get me wrong i love avatar i love i love the idea of reincarnation and you know the spiritual aspects that are in that show i love it absolutely do but to me uh at seven times just a different level in terms of the complexity the complex ideas that they do and how way how well they present them and then also just I will always be able to watch Avatar, and it's like something you can throw on at any time. Sure. Attack on Titan, and this is a strength to the show, is always going to grab you and and uh, and hold your attention. It's not something you can just throw on. It's like it's going to grab you. It's going to hold my attention no matter what. Uh, so one interesting fact about Attack on Titan, specifically with the manga, the last few arcs – so Attack on Titan was very well received, obviously, when it first started – or a lot of it because of the twists, the mind fucks, the story, the especially with those first three chapters, you're introduced to all these characters and they all die. You <laughs> know, like those types of those types of uh you know, really well done storytelling. But these last few uh chapters and um volumes, like a couple we saw at the end of season three and I think a lot of what we'll see in season four were actually criticized. Um, oh really so the the uh popularity of Attack on Titan the manga went down actually. So a lot of people felt it got away from what it was originally. Oh, it has. Yeah, <laughs> it definitely has. And that, but to me, that's a strength. Mm. But yeah, the, but that's where it's yeah. like. I, that's why I'm, I'm like, is because like in the show, it's gotten better season over season, right? Season three is by far the best season compared to like obviously season two or season one. But like w- with season one, you got that starting point where you have all these cool characters that you're introduced, and then they all tragically leave and exit stage and season two you're getting more information about the world what's going on and, and season three is just like what is happening like this 
shock value after shock value with story and change and all that fun stuff. Mm. Um, before we kind of move on from Attack on Titan and jump into another anime, Castlevania, one of the big oh, yeah. staples of uh, Japan and Japanese cultures in terms of anime was Gundam. Mm-hmm. And Gundam, you know, first Gundam, I believe, aired in the 70s. Yeah, around the 70s. And then, you know, they've made adaptations, extended storylines, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. There's a new Gundam series actually coming out in August, um, Hathaway, Hathaway, which takes place in the Universal uh, period, which is the main one where the original Mobile Suit Gundam takes place. Um, Gundam became like a big staple anime iconic thing. Do we think potentially that Attack on Titan could run into something similar? And the reason I bring that up is because one of Gundam's big success was human, little it'd be human, powering this gigantic mecha and having awesome and amazing abilities and fighting tyranny and fighting whatever and like being that source of good. Mm-hmm. With Attack on Titan, it's a little bit similar with um, what's his name, Aaron. With Aaron, right, where he's little kid, tragic upbringing essentially is able to power this gigantic you know humanoid mecha you could argue exactly what it is yeah basically do we think that potentially down the road maybe five years from now three years from now we hear of the new telling or retelling of attack on titan they've already just so you're aware they've already done like a cutesy funsy like reanimated uh style of, they love doing that stuff of of uh attack on time where they're all the, the i forget the animation style but mm-hmm. they're like the cute little cuddly type things and it's not it's obviously funny. as violent it's, like it's, it's more fun yeah right they've already done that do we think there potentially could be like attack on titan mars edition or attack on titan underwater edition or i don't know why i'm going to locations but uh, you get what is, are these different like temples from ocarina of time like i gotta go to the water <laughs> temple to get yes. the, the missing yeah. uh the missing triforce yes we're, we're we're driving <laughs> into the real the whole zelda franchise too because fuck it yeah <laughs> i personally hope not uh i hope it's just you know this yeah and it's nice and you know i mean anime put a bow on it yeah animes you know? largely live and die by manga yeah, and I don't think there's any plans for any continuations at this time. I mean, it honestly depends on how it ends, too, right? Like if, if we're you know, there's a lot of mysteries, especially where we're at the, with the anime, with kind of there being this the lineage of the Titans, and there's kind of like pseudo time travel, right? So like if they really continue to open that up with this ending, you could do anything, right? You if if, they, if you have like a multiverse of Titan worlds, like you could I hope re- not. you <laughs> could really open up the show. Yeah. Uh, but if it kind of do you want to do that? Well, I don't know. Like, I, 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 <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. That's the yeah. most PC answer I've ever heard. Well, no, because it depends on how the show ends, right? If the show ends and the arcs are kind of done and it's, let's say, all the ti- the Titan lineage is over, then it's like, I don't know what more you can do. Unless there are Agreed. some crazy ideas you can do with these Titans. Like, it's it's got to be very different from, like, this... Um, this class, like it's got to be a different theme, right? Like the classism is the big one of these two warring races, and there's racism and classism. Uh, I mean, it would be interesting. Yeah, you could do something similar, but I think it's got to be like, like it's very medievally, right? You know, with the with the castles and the swords and everything, like. Maybe do it in space, right? Or maybe like really change it up or or something. I mean, I we're gonna know. see in this season where they have like where it looks like World War One, maybe World War Two type weaponry and guns. Yeah. Where even some of the uh, Titans have like machine gun armaments placed on them and stuff. 
uh, which gets very kind of like gun to me if you think about it. Um, but it might be kind of cool to stay in this timeline or this or, or in this universe mm-hmm. and like look at the first Attack on Titan before um, um, Aaron and Aaron's them. father, right? Before you could do prequels. You could do sure. the prequel stuff. Like I feel like enough. there's more there's more storytelling that you could do, which is kind of cool. Or you could do a Gundam versus Attack on Titan thing. Gundams and Titans in the same universe kind of That would be kind of cool. No. I wonder what would win. No. Probably the Gundam. Probably the Gundam, but yep. no. I would assume the Gundam. Not necessarily. Gundams are built to withstand the horrible pressure of space. Yeah. Anything that can withstand space probably has a huge advantage over something that's just bound to... We don't know if the Titans can... They could be resistant maybe, to space. Maybe, but doubtful. <laughs> uh, maybe a, we haven't met all. We haven't well, met also, all the nine forms of the Titans. Well, also, there could be a space space Titan. Titan. But you also have to remember too, like the the humanoid Titans that aren't like the ones with like Titan powers. Like they are able to destroy them by simply using swords on their skin. So, yeah, I mean, by how that, strong are they? Yeah, they're not. Yeah, Gundam would probably. Yeah, destroy and you the can Titan shoot. You can shoot a missile at a Gundam. You know, no they sword. Made a, they're made of special metal that they can re- reject. Yeah, it's called gun. Gun- so, so you so you bring in X Men and you Gundam. put the adamantium in the in the Titans <laughs> and there you go. They so, moving, have so moving on to things that uh, have superpowers, Castlevania season three. We finally all got through the newest Netflix original anime based on the some year video game video called game Castlevania. Series, yeah. mm. um, right off the bat, wow, it was good. Wow, 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 <laughs> fuck me. <laughs> Me. Wow, 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 wow. Donkey! Uh, yeah, and I think, the, uh, just to jump right off, I think the thing that really saved this season uh, versus the other seasons is they split off the characters, and you had these distinct uh, storylines, and they were all fascinating, and it was fascinating to see them all kind of go on. And then, and because there were four storylines, it never felt slow. I, th- yeah. I think one of the weaknesses of the first two seasons is that we were stuck with certain characters over episode after episode after episode, and that's to fill each episode, like all 25 well, minutes. Well, the first season's just an added... It, it's, it was originally made oh, as yeah, a TV movie. It was and, a four-episode And it just made, it was made into four episodes. Uh, but the second each, season. each season covers a very small period of time, right? Yeah. Uh, and I think they struggled from going from like a TV, like a movie length, to a full season in Agreed. season two. And they tried to introduce all these new characters, and it was just mostly Dracula kind of brooding in his castle, being a little bit whiny. I'm a vampire. <laughs> yeah, essentially. And then it was like the three main heroes in a library, most of like for eight episodes. Reading just, books yeah. is great. And then like with, finally with the occasional you got some, with the occasional force fight scene. Yeah, you know, and, and, like, and then oh, and then whatever. finally you got the penultimate episode in that season of the big battle, which was great. But it just took a long time to get there. While this season, there was a lot going on, and it, didn't, it was interesting. This season, to me, the biggest difference from this season is that it didn't need to rely on big action sequences to keep things interesting. There right. was like mysteries in all four, like good, compelling questions in all four, and uh, because there were four four storylines, you could you know keep switching and you know sort of keeping the viewer not off balance, but Pulling them along. Like, if you just took Isaac's story, put it by itself, it's actually probably kind of boring. Yeah, for right? sure. But because, but because his whole story up until the very end is all character development. That's all it is. Who? Um, Isaac. Oh, the, right. uh, the, the Forge Master, right? Um, Let's two. Right, the other Forge One of the Forge... The, the free Forge Master. There we go. Uh, but because, but because they were able to split these stories up, 
when we did go to him, to me, it was like very refreshing. We get a little bit of character development, like really interesting conversations. He's clearly dealing with some stuff. And that worked. I think that worked because you're able to balance action and character development very well. And it's hard to do. It's a really hard thing to do. Someone like Ravi who doesn't appreciate a lot of character development, right? Ooh, At least you got called out. I think, I, think, I think what I mean by that, what do you mean? You've said it before. You hate character development. You don't like a lot of character development put into one I just don't want all thing. character development. Yeah. I, I don't care that much. Exactly. Right? So I think the strength of this season was being able to split it up and, and then manage, yeah. manage the action and, in each episode. Right. And I know, like, not everyone was a huge fan of season two at this table, but it yeah. did lay the groundwork with a lot of these characters Absolutely. to make season three good by introducing Hector, Isaac, Camilla, uh, those characters who were very prominent in this season and had their own storyline. Specifically, Hector and Isaac. I, I, if you went, if I went back when I was yep. watching season two and I saw these characters, I wouldn't have guessed that they were going to be where they are now, main characters. Yep. But in doing a little bit of research. Um, Hector, one of the Forge Masters, so in the Castlevania series, there's actually a series of games where he, you play, he's a playable character. He is the main character. Uh, same thing with obviously. Wow, wow, wow. Same thing with obviously Trevor Belmont, like Belmont. Yeah. Uh, and then also Alucard. The uh, he's also another character that you play as. So you have like three protagonists who are from the main game series that are in there. I, I wouldn't be shocked. And I'd be willing to bet, and I'm actually willing to do this now at this point, I think season three has by default made season two better. Mm. Because now, because we've seen sort of where these characters end up, I think going back and rewatching season two would be a far more enjoyable experience. You guys didn't like season two over season uh, one? I, no, I, I, I loved it. I like season yeah, two. Yeah, I like season two yeah, over I, one. But I, 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 also, I also was able to watch basically season two through season three. Like I watched them back to back. Oh, nice. And uh, yeah, I, I think it, you're right. Kind of seeing the full arc all the way back to back is refreshing yeah. and well done. Uh, so just to clarify a couple things, uh, Michael, these two did like it. They did like season two. He said, I'm not caught up. And he says, you guys said not to bother with season two. Uh, if we did say that, these two, I said probably said, don't bother season two. But these two are all for it. And in retrospect, after watching season three, you should definitely watch yeah. season two. The tough thing with this show is it's about like 18 months between seasons. Probably it is tough. quite a bit. Oh, in terms of release? Yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's, a, oh, yeah. it's a long release, right? So like yeah. 18 months from now, you're going to forget a lot of the stuff that happened in the season. And then you kind of, you know, it's just, it's, it's kind of the Westworld problem a little bit. Um, that has its own problems. We won't touch those. Uh, in terms of things that we liked and disliked, I'll, I'll start real quick. Isaac was probably by far the most interesting thing of this season. Really? Uh, and the reason yeah, I'm shocked that you were saying that. No, I'd like to, because Isaac, for all intents and purposes, he teamed up with Dracula to turn dead people into monsters. <laughs> He's a pretty bad dude. But the way he was presented was a very kind of interesting way where it's like, is he is he kind of like is he bad is he bad when all of humanity's bad and he's just like wipe them all out at this point because fuck yeah. it yeah. and I thought he, how he was presented was kind of interesting and unique where it's like it's the Jamie Lannister approach essentially where it's like that person is mm. an a hole but at some point oh, you're like I oh that, I yeah. kind of like you but yeah. wait you're an a hole so and it's so, bad so to me he was never presented as an a hole like they uh, with Isaac. I think from very early on, I could be mistaken, but we get his backstory, I think, fairly early on in season two. Yeah, you get, we, right at the beginning. You we see do. that he's like tortured as a kid. Yep. And, uh, 
And he actually, and we see it multiple times in season three, he tries to give humanity the benefit of the doubt. Yep. And he's always like, why do I keep doing this? Move aside. Yeah. And Otherwise. So, and in that way, you can sympathize with him. Right. Yeah. It seems like in this show, the characters that are presented, very few are actually good, redeemable people. And so at least a, at least a part of me was like, yeah, he's kind of got a point. At least in this world, it seems like with what we've been shown so far, probably more people than not deserve to be wiped out. Yeah. Right? Uh, now, who's the judge, the jury, and executioner? That's a whole different story. Of oh, course. That's an actual plot line in the in show. In the show, yeah. Yes, <laughs> of course. Um, and the other thing that's interesting <laughs> about Isaac as well is one of his creatures that he creates actually is the entire reason for uh, Trevor and um, Sypha's entire like storyline is because that creature convinces a bunch of crazy monks to basically figure out how to go and open a portal to hell so that Dracula can come back. Um, I would say my least favorite thing was Alucard as a character has always been fascinating and interesting. And I think they touched upon some aspects where it's like, you know, he has a pretty shitty life because of who his dad is. <laughs> like, that's kind of hard to deal with. But like how we kind of got there with those two characters, um, I don't know, in our outline that Arjuna actually put together, um, Vampire Hunters and Getting On With Her Life. Or, uh, yeah. I, I called it Alucard, Vampire Hunters, and Getting On With The Rest Of Your Life. Yeah. Because that's essentially where Alucard is when we find him. He's he's killed his dad. He doesn't really know what to do. He's clearly depressed. You see at the beginning of season three, as two dolls of uh, of Trevor and Cypher. Which, by the way, is that he talk, That he talks to. <laughs> it's also great. There's a great he's joke. He's like, oh, I am going mad. There's, there's a great joke in season two where he talks about like his dad. He's yes. Like, and this is that. Yeah. So, real quick. Great you're going to say it. It's very important, I think, when viewing him in season three. Yeah. Go ahead. The joke is like he's like, yeah, like it was just feels like it was just like yesterday when I would like you know fight with my dad. And he's like, oh, it must have been years ago. He's like, no, it was literally recently. I'm like a I, month ago. He's like, I'm just a teenager. <laughs> so no, think about that. So think about this, right? Yeah. This guy is probably what sixteen to eighteen years old at best, and this shit is happening to him. I think that reframes it a lot yeah. because these two humans have come in and they're clearly taking advantage right? right and using the fact that he is by all intents and purposes a pretty young person yep just barely older than a child yeah he's not now yeah. if you reframe everything that happened with him it's actually very creepy very creepy. you think about that also a fun fact do you guys know who voices alucard no, uh I don't if know. you guys remember about star galactica Gaius Baltar, the actor. Oh, yeah. really? Oh, that's yeah, amazing. Right, right. Uh, yeah, which is great. It's, you look at him completely different when you realize it's his voice. But, you know, Alucard's storyline, I kind of agree with you. I, the season was gone. I was like, okay, where is this going? Like, who are these people? Like, what's happening? And then when you have the twist of them trying to kill him and then he puts their bodies on pikes, you're starting to see him become Dracula. Yes. And that's what I thought was really cool, right? They've awesome. gotten rid of Dracula and like, oh. Yeah. He's not trusting humans now. He's 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 closing he's closing his he's closing his, his doors. He's closing his humanity. Yeah, yeah, he's exactly. Well, human, it. but here's the thing, right? The humans have done this both to Dracula and now Alucard. Yeah, which just reinforces Isaac's whole position. Mm. That's what I really love about this show, and I think that's what season three really hammered home is that no one is really in the wrong here, with the exception of maybe of the four vampire sisters. They right now. I, you know, and they've, I think they tried to humanize them a little bit, like with some of that relationship stuff and the fact that it seems like 
they have a conversation where they were turned against their will, at least some of them. Yeah. And how it took them a while to get over that. Right. And now they've become the very thing they hate, uh, which is interesting to me. I hope they do more with that in season four. Um, but with the exception of them, maybe, everyone else has like very black and or has very has like light side and dark sides to them. And I think that's a strength of the show. That's why I really enjoyed right. this season. Right. Yeah. yeah. So speaking of season four real quick, Obviously, the second to last episode, we got a glimpse of uh, Dracula and his wife in hell, mm. which, by the way, we're now learning. I mean, I will say right off the bat, I'm not a big knowledgeable person on the Castlevania games, uh, but like Arjuna researching it, it, they talk about the multi-dimension like crazy, and hell is just another dimension in which horrible things exist. Um, so I thought that, it, that was really cool. You know, um, that is founded on some psychedelic trips. Yeah. So people, so people, people have and a little slightly off top, very off topic, but people have done enough uh, psychedelics in terms of DMT and ayahuasca and, and stuff like that, where they think they have visited a different realm where all that crazy stuff and real demons exist. Yeah. So there's an episode. There's like a, it's like the last <laughs> yes. ten minutes of an episode yes. where the I forget his name, but he's voiced by Bill Nighy, uh, the magician, the, the magician, magician character. I don't know his who name. Is, who says he's a time traveler, right? Or he like travels Wait, through dimensions. He's a dimension traveler. He dimensions, dimension yeah. traveler, right? He like uses his stone and he travels like through dimensions. And I watched this for ten minutes. And I'm like, I'm high right now. Yeah. That because was entire so best part. Weird. And me, me and Ravi yeah. talked about this. The best part of the whole season is he's going through that, and in one of the dimensions, a spaceship is just rising out of the. <laughs> well, yeah, the and there's like robots. And then there's like a mecha like walking over. He's just like, what the fuck? And we're like, what the fuck? <laughs> and the great. animation style changed as well, yeah. which was super, super. Oh. Cool. Also, and the music, the yeah, music, music was, was so well. good. Well, sh- shout out one of the strengths of this uh, season two was all the voice the different voice actors they got so they had Bill Niley for that character the uh, the, the head of that town was voiced by Jason Isaacs the guy who plays um, no uh, Lucius Malfoy no and uh, the Lorca. bald guy yeah the bald that was that was, um, that was Lucius that was, Malfoy and Lorca from Star Trek Discovery yeah, season no one. one cares about that show. Uh, and then uh, Louis Riddick who plays um, uh, the head of the crime unit in season one of The Wire. Do you know who Louis? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I forget. I, I forget the is. character's name. Kind of older guy. Right? Yeah, he was the voice of the uh, sea captain. Uh, Wait, what? Yeah, that was the the sea captain. Interesting. So, Problematic, maybe, but interesting. But I mean, still, but like, still a great, great, great job. Still a great voice yeah. cast uh, all around. They got a lot of um, top notch people, top notch uh, voice actors for this season. <laughs> so season four. Two big questions, I think. Um, is Dracula coming back? And then number two, and more importantly, when the fuck are we actually going to get season four? Is it going to be two years now? I, I would. Uh, my guess would be early 2022, if uh, if or mid 2022. With if you add in the Corona delay, I think that you're going to get with a lot of stuff. Uh, and then yeah, I think Dracula has to come back at some point, simply because it's called Castlevania. It's his castle. Like <laughs> the games, the games are about him. Even in the games, like he does die and he is reincarnated, like it, and comes back. I think he will be back in some form in future seasons. Here's my guess: maybe not next season, but Ale- at a- some point. Alucard will basically lose his humanity and just kind of go on this crazy tirade, and Dracula's gonna be brought back to put him down. <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> well, I didn't, I didn't see not see that going. Well, because remember, Dracula, Dra- well, remember Dracula's with his wife, so one would yeah. assume that if Dracula's being pulled out of hell, she's going to come with him, and that's her uh, son. 
And she does not want her son to be Dracula. Right. So she's going to basically like, Dracula, you got to stop your son. Yeah, and I think it's le- you know, it's it's implied or left to interpretation that like Dracula wanted to die as well. Yeah. Uh, Cuz he wanted to be with her. Yeah, he was just kind of tired and you know, just it, discombobulated. It's it, well, it's interesting, right? Because you know, I think Dracula has come to the realization that perhaps what the journey of a lot of these characters are going on, right? That nothing is worth saving. <laughs> Humanity sucks. This world sucks. Life sucks. It takes everything you love away. And there's a lot of characters who are on the... Almost all four major characters, right? All four storylines end with them being like, oh, humanity sucks, right? Yep. Trevor and Cypher, they just saw like a gate to hell opened up. The people they thought they were helping like all kind of sucked in that town. The town master was killing little boys. Yep. You know what I mean? Like... Really fucked up stuff. I think Sy- like the one line that really stuck to me, Cypher was like, we're "Like we won, but it just feels like we lost." And Trevor's like, "Well, we've been living in your world for a while, right? Adventures and winning." He's like, "And now we're in mine because oh, he's a so dark good. character, right? So good." And then Alucard, obviously, with what that happened with the vampire hunters and literally shutting them down. You know, Isaac just going through. You know, try- like Krishna said, like giving humanity a chance, and it just continues to fail him every single time. Uh, and also always just judging him, you know, very, you know, subtle, unsubtle racism, right? He's walking around with these beasts from hells and he's always told to, like, get out and not not allowed in here. Uh, well, I mean, that he has monsters that want to kill everyone. Yeah, but, I mean, that's that's racism, right? right? Yeah. Racism is by the, what that's you true. look like. That's true. Uh, and then uh, Hector, who is just the most gullible human being on the entire H- planet. Hector to me was the most annoying <laughs> only because we called it from like the second episode. I'm like, if he falls for this shit and he did, and we're just like, well, you did it to yourself. You deserve it. How many now, th- that being said, he was beaten and tortured and, you know. Oh, yeah. They I understand psychological why. stuff on him. Yeah, I know. I understand sure. why, but, you know, at the same time, you're yeah. weak, Hector. You're They've got to be setting up for, for some type of redemption. No, I hope I he hope. just sucks the whole time. I'm just kidding. So, would you say Castlevania Season 3 was good? Uh, it was not good. Really? Because it was great. It was good. I'm going to say it was good. It was, it was all, good. Yeah, it was good. For it was sure. very good. Um, well, I was going to say something about season four. Oh, I don't think they should bring Dracula back. I think from this point on, he's far more effective as a specter, uh, as uh, someone that the people around the world talk about and remember and do things in his name and try to bring him back. But he never actually comes back. I think that'd be great. And I like the idea of Alucard becoming the new Dracula. And I like the idea of some people maybe being like, Dracula can come and save us, and that doesn't happen. Yeah. And you're stuck with this monster you, that humanity created. One last question I have before we move on. Uh, so the Castlevania games jump around a lot in time, right? It's not just like one time period. There's, you know, the the Belmonts are a whole line, a whole generation, right? And I think there's the, the picture you see in his, like, house, that's the first Belmont. Like, that's the character from the video game, like one of the big... Belmont characters. Do you think we're going to see them jump around time at some point? Especially because, like, some characters like Alucard, for example, right? He can live forever. Um, so they could jump, like, 300 years in the future and you could have, like, another Belmont with Alucard. Do we think at some point we're going to see some time jumping? I think they're going to get through this arc that they're building up. Yeah. Like, we're left where, like, Trevor and Cypher are, like, going and they hate humanity. Um... Isaac is still on a warpath. Uh, Hector is, and the and the vampires are gearing up for something, and Alucard is like pissy. <laughs> <laughs> Alucard is like bye, bye, bye yeah. Felicia. So I think they're gonna finish this up first, 
and then maybe if if there's interest in it. I mean, yeah. this all honestly, this all comes down to like Netflix's budget and what the people want, right? Like if yep. Netflix is sensing nobody cares about the show, they'll just end it. Yeah, that's so. very true. And Spe- they can. Speaking yeah. on uh, Netflix and shows that maybe should be canned. Uh, Space Force. Uh, Steve Carell and Greg Daniels reunite from the office to create what uh, what was ho- I was hoping was going to be a modern, fun take on a real matter, which is the fact that the U.S. government has, in fact, created a Space Force with the intent of militarizing and protecting the space place. The space place. The space place. The space place. The first episode was rough. <laughs> I powered through like a good trooper. Did you watch the whole thing? I watched the entire 10-episode run of season one wow. of Steve Carell. Steve, is it Steve Malkovich? Or uh, what's Malkovich's first name? John. John Malkovich. Um, Jing Yang from... <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Space Force. <laughs> I don't know what to say. Did it get better after episode three? It got a little bit more interesting. I think part of the problem with this show is that it's not funny. <laughs> I mean, that's a huge problem with a show starring Steve Carell, and I think it's presented as a comedy. I'm pretty sure it's supposed to be a comedy. It's supposed to be a comedy. <laughs> we don't even know. It's supposed to be a comedy, but... It's not funny. The jokes are just kind of cringy at, at certain points. Like there's a there's a point where They're like bad jokes. They're Steve, terrible. yeah, Steve Carell is like talking to what is like the Russian liaison, and they're talking about secret phone, and there's like a stupid back and forth of yes, no, yes, no. It's like that's no, I don't care. Just uh, do so, something else. So here's the problem, right? Remember Steve Carell? I think like a year ago, a few months ago, or something said the Office would never work today. Like he's like, if you made it in 2020, it wouldn't work. Yeah, this is what you're seeing. That Greg Daniels and Steve Carell tried to make The Office with a higher budget, with a different setting. But it's still that kind of office. It's that office style, right? A bunch of incompetent people in a workspace. Well, The, I the would, workspace being I would, Space Force. I would argue, though, like if they did it more true to the sense of The Office, which, would is, be funnier. which is a mockumentary mm. as opposed to a scripted show. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It would be way funnier. Like if they actually took legitimately... This is what Space Force is, mm. and then put like interesting situations. So, space like if you had done it how the Office did it, where the Office setting was a paper company, and these are the people that work there, and these are the interesting stories that would be interesting. And if you did it where it's this is Space Force, and their the mission and goal of Space Force is to get to the moon, but that's kind of like the backstory. The interesting part is like the storylines between the characters mm-hmm. and. Coming up with these hypothetical scenarios of like, yeah. hey, we're sending people yeah. to the moon and blah, blah. That would have been more interesting and funny. So I if, if I had to put my two cents in, it would just be ego that got in the way. Because the, the you're right. The story they created is much more interesting from that lens. But Steve Carell and Greg Daniels are like, we're comedy genius. Like, we made The Office together. We can make something great. And it doesn't have to be an Office clone. So they took what they knew, right, which was a lot of The Office. Yep. But they're like... We're going to have a higher budget, right? We're going to have more drama in Do it. we know how much this costs? Pl- I mean, if the, some of the effects, like it, I'm pretty sure it's one of the more expensive Netflix shows. It has to be because they have cameos from one of those people everyone. on the, like, the, uh, the military branches. Oh, yeah. And it's like a who's who. Right. Of, of like, it's <laughs> everyone you could ever want in a cameo yeah. on that table. And I think this was like Steve Carell also wanting to flex like some of his creative juices because he's a co creator, he wrote episodes. 
Uh, and uh, it's, so it's, th- that's why it's so confusing. Because get, forget about the fact that the show is not funny. The characters are some of the worst characters I've ever seen on television. This is a pilot that would have aired on NBC and it gets canned halfway into its first season. That is how bad this television show is. I think it would have got canned halfway into the episode. (laughs) I agree. I 100% agree. And that is what's so mind-blowing because we know that these guys are capable of better. Christian. The characters are terrible. Christian, would it be better if there was a laugh track? (laughs) (laughs) No. No, it wouldn't. No, no. We're not falling for that, but and even if it did, if there's, if they used a laugh track, it would be old fashioned and it would have been doomed. Anyway. The thing that was interesting watching it is I just had it on and in the background for the most part. I did not have to pay attention to what was going on to just kind of get the gist of what was happening. Basic, very kind of basic story. Um, as of right now, taping this podcast, do we know if there's a season two greenlit? Uh, I think they gave him a two season order, but I will research that if you guys want to keep talking. Yeah, I mean, there's not really much else to say about it. <laughs> I mean, it's garbage and it's a train wreck, and there should not be a season two. I, I don't, I, you know, I just, I, be, I I watched the first three episodes, and to me, I was going to stop after one, but I was like, you know what? I maybe do this it'll a get lot. Better. I was like, maybe it'll get better, and it got worse. Somehow, it got worse into season, th- into episode three, and I'm like, you know what? And we had this conversation, I think, the last time we were on the podcast, two weeks ago. There's too much good television to waste time. If shows do not capture you in those first three episodes, there's no reason to invest any more time. There's too much other good television to watch. And we're at, at time is, well, maybe not now because of quarantine, but time is a limited resource, mm-hmm. right? There's only you so much you can I watch. Might, I might go watch The Wire. You should. Wire. Wire. I've never watched The Wire. Watch the wire. I might just say fuck it at this point because there's not a whole lot coming out in the next. I would week say or two. I would say uh, watch The Wire and then fun- follow Wendell Pierce, uh, who plays Bunk mm. on The oh, Wire. Yeah. Uh, if you want socially relevant tweets, and you can take that, and you can you can literally frame his tweets and take them to your bosses and be like, "This is what we should be doing." Uh, you got yourself. You got yourself a campaign right there. So, uh, so there, a season two for Space Force has not been greenlit. Oh, thank God. Uh, but but uh, it's probably got a good chance because it was number one on Netflix up until yesterday. So it premiered, what, two Fridays ago? I mean, when you're not competing with anything else. Then and yes. Steve Carell's on the show. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know. Name recognition. People yeah. just probably turned it on and walked away. I was excited for the show up until I saw the first episode because yeah. I was like, oh, my God. It's a an office it's an office show so, about space. So, did you, so my my whole thing that I wanted to do because you and I were watching when Arjuna was gallivanting or wherever he was, <laughs> so he didn't know he didn't know our initial take on it. And I wanted to try an experiment, which was I wanted to have us lie to him and talk the show up, oh, yeah. and then have him watch it and see if that would have changed his perspective. Yeah. Now I did run this experiment against our parents. Yeah. And most likely they are watching, and I am kind of curious as to what their thoughts are on the show, because I did say it was really, really good, and you know what? I lied. Yeah, yeah but mom, I mean, no offense to mom and dad, but they like bad, mo- they like bad TV, okay? Yeah. But like, so do you. <laughs> no, no, no. But it's, it's, I like it ironically. Uh, you know, I, I like I watch the CW shows because they incorporate, that's a um, piece of pop, like I like comic books, right? So I watched it with the hope that it would get better. I watched seven seasons of The Walking Dead because I really love season one. And I thought, maybe one day it'll get back to season one. <laughs> that's basically... It never that's, did. That's basically what was happening when I was watching Space Force. I was like, okay, is it's it going to get, get better but, but, but by ma, now? But mom, and dad, but mom and dad truly like awful television. Like, 
Dad is, I think, watching NCIS uh, New Orleans. But that show is built for our parents yeah, in that yeah. age group. Like maybe it's, Space so maybe Forces. Maybe Space Forces. Well. Honestly, maybe maybe they really they're really gonna like Space Force. Maybe it's because remember Steve Carell is not a young actor. Greg Daniels is not a young creator. They are, they are of our oh, parents. They're, stu- they're stuck in the early two thousands. Well, they're, they're but they are of our parents' age, right? So yeah. they're poten- you know this is potentially media that's not made for us. That's a good point. That's a great point. Well, then I'm subscribing to Netflix. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> they can make media for everyone. Oh. Never mind. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to say no. Space Force was not good. Yeah, no, it was big, it was big surprise. I honestly thought you were going to say yes. No, it was uh, not good. No, it was not good. I got through four episodes wow. and like two minutes of another one. Wow. Um, speaking, wow, wow, wow. speaking on uh, other streaming platforms, mm. we're going to move into our Was It News section here. And the big one of uh, this past week, HBO Max yes. launched. And thankfully, our good uh, brother here, Krishner, Pays X amount of dollars to HBO Now, was it? Yeah. And if you're an HBO Now subscriber, it automatically changed over to HBO Max. So you got that <clears throat> large library of nothing. Uh, Ooh, what, did, uh, what, uh, what did we think so far of the HBO Max launch and uh, all that? And I'll let you guys go first, and I'll tell you my problems with it so far. Uh, well, to, I'll go first. Uh, as the owner of the account, um, I have not checked out any <laughs> of the features of HBO Max that might make it different than HBO Now. Um, so I don't know what I'm paying for currently. Uh, I, will, I will say this, right? So the, of the new of the new um, streaming services that have come out in the last uh, six months to nine months, right? Apple TV Plus, Disney Plus, now HBO Max. Those are the three. And Peacock right. is coming soon. Peacock is coming. Uh, HBO Max, to me, by far, is the best one. Are you, are you, are you high? No, I'm not How high. How much drugs are you on right no, now? This, Look this at is, me. What drugs this are you is on? What, this is why it's the best one, right? Disney Plus doesn't have their full library on it, right? They have, they have they, you know, and they have their big tent poles, right? Star Wars, you know. Indiana Jones, Disney princess movies, right? Think about us as consumers. Do we care about Disney princess movies? Do we really care about most Pixar movies? Do we really, you know, there's a lot of children's stuff on Disney Plus. Disney Plus is good for us for Star Wars. How many times can you watch nine, the nine episodes of Star Wars? Um, Honestly. In a year, probably twice. Ugh. Mandalorian, I probably watched twice. The Clone Wars, probably watched once or twice. There's a lot there. Here's the thing, but that's quick. not. But that's you, not a lot of. Content, are you worried? Right? Are you worried though that HBO Max did not launch their full library? They are missing a crap ton. I don't care. They're their missing, library is still better than what they're Disney missing has. So much of the DC animated yeah, movies. It's, it's coming. A fucking joke. It's coming. Right? When when I'm I, when I don't care anymore about. HBO, no, what but, if Krisha cancels or moves away? Or 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 just doesn't pay for anymore. What uh, am I to do? I will, I will say that is a strong possibility. Yeah, um, I'm not fucking paying for it. Guyana is looking mighty fine right this time. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, you I know sh- what their headline was for launching the big fucking bang. <laughs> Featured series. The Wait, Big you Bang. watched the whole thing. Shut up. <laughs> You've been watching the Here's Big the Bang. thing. Here's the thing, right? I think HBO Max has the most diverse library of all of them. <laughs> I think there's truly something for everyone. And I think in this early year, in the early going, if you're looking at the best bang for your buck, right? If you're if you're a family out there, if you're a household, right, and you want something that is the best catch all, it's gonna and you know, it's gonna have a lot of movies, it's gonna have a lot of the TV shows you like to binge. 
It's going to have original content, high quality original content, because it's under the, you know, War- HBO is under the Warner Brother, um, Time Warner umbrella. HBO Max to me is a no-brainer. Disney Disney Plus, right? It has it has a lot of content, but Disney is is still new to making streaming type content, high quality content, right? Mandalorian was good, right? It was, it was, it was great. It was great. It was good. It was great. It was good. It was great. It was, it was in, all right. Well, the bad taco's official position is that it was great. Yes. Two beats one. Two fire. <laughs> Two beats one. We're, but, fi- we're hiring a new but, p- person. But here's the thing, right? Like war, uh, HBO Max has the advantage because, like, say what you will about some HBO shows, they're still high, high, high quality. Sure. Right? Um, what are we talking Westworld? Because that was a snooze fest. Are we talking about the shitty ass Game of Thrones last season? Because that sucked. Uh, Watchmen. Yeah, Watchmen. Uh, one Chernobyl. out of three. No, okay, two. Uh, the Wire. The Wire. That the was Sopranos. before HBO. That was oh, before HBO oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's still, it's still they the also, same they have this little show that's considered the best of all time, The Sopranos. Yeah. Uh, I've never watched that. Also, I know. Also, we also, had to at some speak to my age group. And uh, then also, like, also HBO Max has the... Because there's so many studio names under it. Like, Disney Plus has Disney and Fox. And guess what? Fox isn't on Disney Plus. It's on Hulu. You can't get it on Disney Plus because Disney Plus is very family friendly. HBO Max has a wide range from children's programming all the way to but oh, Game I, of Thrones. I don't right? care about you the children's go from Looney, programming. What, what, I'm, what I'm saying about HBO Max is for the general consumer, it is the easy choice. Let me ask you this about and we're not Max. general consumers. Let me ask you this: we're weird I, consumers. <laughs> Does HBO Max have uh, HBO at night? (laughs) (laughs) Fuck off. HBO was started with a specific product in mind. Have they gotten away from their core values? (laughs) (laughs) I'm kidding. That should not be on there. (laughs) A a poor kid should not be... Well, maybe they should. I don't know. Never mind. Let's get out of this conversation. (laughs) Somebody save me. Uh, Say something. Say something. They also have Fresh Prince on there. <gasps> the whole thing? Yep. Yeah. Oh, but HBO Max wins, dude. What's what's wrong with you? Because you're not looking to the the future. What, how do the, you know? They're, the, the they're, star, still, the they're star, still making the, the Star HBO Wars, stuff. The, all the extra Star Wars series that are coming. That, that all the Marvel series that's that belongs to Disney. That's what I'm saying. Like in terms of like which app. Wait, is you, do you, you think, know, do you think the Marvel but series are going to be good? Oh yeah. Ravi. Wait, are you kidding me? Ravi. Oh, yeah. Ravi. Oh, hey, that's a big oh. Wait, no offense, but that's not a diverse library of future stuff yeah. on a platform. It's very specific. But that's all I care about. You I don't care that's about, all you, about That's all you care about. Sopranos that's and all, all that. you care about right now. Five yes. years ago, you loved Star Trek. Five years ago, you loved Doctor Who. Do you care about those anymore? Star Trek, yes. Doctor Who. Uh, exactly. Uh, Five years from now, if Star Wars gets oversaturated, which is going to happen, and Marvel get, continues to get oversaturated, which is going to happen, you won't care about those either, and you're going to be like, Disney Plus five is a bet? waste of five time. Five-year bet. Let's take it's a five-fucking-year bet. You've lost every bet you've ever made with this family. That's absolutely true. <laughs> so You true. owe Dad $100. You owe me a spray tan bet. Christian, nope. you owe me $100. I, that was different. Take, that was different. <laughs> take the 100 from Dad that he owes me. Look, yeah, there we you go. owe Dad. Nope, that's not how I remember it. <laughs> and I'm writing history. Anyway, that's the HBO Max launch. <laughs> little heated, I guess. <laughs> Oh, no. Uh, speaking of Star Wars. Oh, where, where are we jumping to? Live action Ezra. Supposedly, the rumor mill is saying that Disney is looking for a oh. male actor of color in their 30s to the mid 30s. <gasps> I'm perfect. You would be I the just don't have worst hair. Ezra. Oh. <laughs> Wait, 30s, though. So, what's the point? Of, so, forget about the whole, forget about everything, right? 
The most important thing about this is the casting choice. I of forgot Mid- how to breathe. Oh God! Don't forget how to do that. Uh, is the casting choice of someone in their mid thirties? Yes. Which would place Ezra in his mid thirties, <laughs> which would place him. <laughs> sometime. Wow, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Thank you. No, I thought, only... I thought that would place Ezra in his forties. No, no, no. Well, that would make it even worse. That would make it even more interesting. It puts him. We in haven't a... seen. We haven't seen Ezra. The last time we saw Ezra, he was what sixteen. So we're gonna jump. Fourteen, sixteen. We're gonna jump. We're gonna jump. Half his life into the future is when we're going to see him next, is what you're saying. Yes. Which places the timeline where? At the end of season two. He's oh, going to probably he's gonna appear in The Mandalorian Season 2. Like three? half of the other fucking cast in season The Clone What's Wars. What's wrong with that? that? This is just getting stupid. Like, I'm sorry. This is How getting stupid. How is this stupid? Because, so you're just going to take a bunch of characters yes. from from previous shows. Yes. Yes. We're going to take all these characters <laughs> and, and put them in this, this show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And What's then, wrong with and that? And then hope it makes a, a coherent story. It will. It won't. This is the problem like, of being away the, for two weeks. This is too much pent-up nerd. This is the problem, right? Right? This it's just fucking fan service. That's all it is. It's not going to be a good story. I it's, disagree. It's, it's you know not people are not going to be satisfied. It's going to be too much or it's going to be too little, mm. and you're just ru- the Mandalorian. All of a sudden, instead of being its own thing, is just Star Wars Rebels season five. That's well, what? It, what? It, first of all, it's not, not seeing a problem. It's not. It's not confirmed <laughs> for Mandalorian. Yep. Second of all, uh, what if it's good? You just automatically made it bad. Uh, third of all, I do agree. It might be tough. It might be difficult to put in all these characters that some people know from a previous show and most people don't. Well, that's why it would not but, be. That's why it wouldn't be a full-on Star Wars Rebels season five. I could see it being more. Well, like, you have six. How many characters do we have? Six. S- fucking six wait, characters. Name them. Wait, name them. You have. Ahsoka. You have Ahsoka. You have now Ezra. You have Bo-Katan. You have Captain Rex. Captain Rex slash Boba Fett. Right. Oh yeah. So it's four already. That's four. That's just four. Oh, it's um, potentially Sabine, right? Sabine is that? That's, a thing? That was a that was a rumor. Well, this is a rumor too, right? Right, but this that so was like a joke buy, rumor. If where, you buy, they were just rumor. they were basically like, oh, the guy that held held the ice cream thing was also cast. Like, no was, offense already. Yeah. If you're if you're casting Ahsoka and you're casting Ezra, why wouldn't you cast Sabine? I don't think those three characters are linked. But what's inextricably from the last again, time we saw we them? We don't know that Ezra's going to be in Mandalorian season two. He's, We're wild. I would bet my. I would bet. What are you going to bet? I would. What are you going to bet? Spray I, tan I have bet. nothing to bet. Spray tan. Bet. I, I mean, if he's Spray go, tan. if they're having all of these other characters appear in season two of Mandalorian, you don't think they're going to put a quick cameo even of? That's of, fine. Uh, a, Ezra quick, a quick cameo. So that is means fine. he's appearing in season two of Mandalorian. Right, but it's not the season's not about him. The season's still going to be about Yoda, baby Yoda, the child, and the Mandalorian. Uh, I guarantee if you if you're loading up a show with all these cameos, mm-hmm. people aren't going to get care about what the main story is. People are going to care about. Oh my God! I just. I, when is this character coming in? What if those characters though, are introduced and integrated seamlessly? So, like, what I mean by that is they do it in such a way where you don't need to go back and watch. Or you can. You can go back and watch those shows, and it'll enrich the experience instead of being necessary. So, like, what if they introduce them as a crew for The Mandalorian? Unfortunately, as soon as you introduce that Darksaber, which we all, I think... They already did. That's what I'm saying. As soon as they introduced that Darksaber, a a, uh, Rebels tie-in was inevitable. Sure. Unfortunately, that Darksaber is connected to a very set, certain set of characters and events who have only appeared, Darth Maul, as far Bo-Katana. as I know, yeah, have only together appeared in one thing. 
it wasn't it. As soon as you saw that dark saber, I was like, okay. But that's the they're thing. looking to tie these. But two that's things the together. thing with Star Wars, which is always, not a bad thing. But that's the thing with Star Wars that's always made it interesting. Yes. To me, is that it is a connected universe thing, right? And the thing that Mandalorian season one did, which was interesting, it introduced us to elements that we're familiar with. Stories that we're familiar with, but it was not a full-on, like, I have to know everything. Sure. Granted, I'm a different type of nerd when it comes to Star Wars because I want to know everything. Right. So if I saw these cameos, that's a fucking win for me. That's awesome. Yeah, but there's a difference between cameos and, like, artfully doing it and dropping the entire load, right? That's like, true. why don't we just get Luke in there? Why don't we just get every single character I love that, that appeared in Star Wars? Like, that's what it feels like to me, right? It feels like instead of, instead of like, artfully doing it and having... Like a bo- like the character that makes the most sense for the dark saber would be like a Bo Katan, right? Because mm-hmm. for Moff Gideon to have that, he had to take it from her in the timeline, right? So it would make a ton of sense if we continue with Moff Gideon and the dark saber that sh- like a character like that would appear, especially because she is a Mandalorian, Real right? Quick, like it thematically just to, ties just in really well. Hold on, hold on, hold on. We, yeah. we're, we might be talking about a mute point here. This just in season two already wrapped, so. Ezra, if this live action season thing, three, baby, he would be in season three. <laughs> well, uh, so, so to your on. point, so to your point, there wouldn't be all hold these on, Hold on, hold on, hold on a second. The the reason the rumor went out is because someone knew that that casting call happened. We don't know when that casting call went out. That <laughs> casting call. So all of these, all the rumors of like these actors coming out is because the show has been done. The scripts leaked. The edits leaked. That same thing could be. For Did Ezra. they leak? Same thing. Really? And also, you could still. You, how many times have we had stand-ins in Star Wars who later got cast? That's happened plenty of times. Quick that thing, could also uh, be there for Quick us, thing right? to your to your point. Um, yes, Bo-Katan makes sense for the Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. So does Ahsoka. So and does Boba Fett. So all these characters that they're or introducing Rex. actually are important to the Mandalorian cause in some way, shape, or form. They make sense, but why in the same season, the same episode, most likely, right? Like you're just like it's just going to be here's an episode with the Mandalorian meets the cast of Star. It's like a crossover. So almost. Arjuna already hates Mandalorian season two, yeah, and he hasn't even seen. I it. I don't hate it. I just don't. You sound I, like me. I and don't it's frustrated. I don't yeah. like. I don't like the idea of. Like, just completely abandoned. Like, it, it feels like to me they've just completely abandoned what they were doing. And they're just like, here's a piece of fan fiction. Well, we don't know that. <laughs> we don't yeah. know. And like I said, as soon as they introduce that Darksaber, I think this has been in the works, I think, the whole time. They're like, we're going to introduce a character, a couple of characters who are brand new. But then we're going to introduce, we're, we're going to get into some characters that we already know who are going to be older and different than the characters that we've known because they grew up, Right. Uh, I think this has been the plan from the beginning. As soon as we saw that Darksaber, you, at the back of my mind, I was like, this is great, but there's, there's, there's only one place for this to go, especially because Dave Filoni is involved. It doesn't make any sense otherwise. So Yeah, and he left. We didn't leave, but there's still these open-ended um, storylines, right? We don't know the full story of Bo-Katana. We don't know the full story of Ezra. Why not utilize a show but to kind of talk about But in the context people? of The Mandalorian, like it's just... There's so much other story in The Mandalorian that now you're introducing these other plot threads to finish up in that. And I just feel like something's going to get left behind. I think so, some, so, like, either you're n- we're not going to be satisfied with how these answers are, or questions are answered, or we're going to underutilize what The Mandalorian is about. This is what you're nervous about, because this is where I see it going bad, right? Correct me if I'm wrong. The Mandalorian worked best because it's this quiet, self-contained Western... Cut time Western? of a Western. 
Western. He said, Western. You, you did say Western. I know. Western. 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 Is it Western a hotel Ken. chain? Yeah, yeah, yeah. West, the Western. Well, the Western, Western, uh, sort of a show, right? It's quiet. It's slow paced. There's not a whole lot happening outside of the direct conflict that we're seeing. To Arjuna's point, when you start introducing a bunch of characters, all of a sudden now you're going to get away from the formula that we saw in Mandalorian that is unique to Mandalorian, which made Mandalorian so good in season one. That's the only thing I would be nervous about. Right. Not introducing the characters, because if they do it the right way and they keep it on the Mandalorian and the child in that self-contained Western style, you could introduce these characters who are well-known but as long as it's still from the same viewpoint and done in the same style, I think it'll be a raging success. But I do understand why one might be nervous because as soon as you, let's be honest, Ezra and Ahsoka, they, they don't lend themselves to quiet, self-contained storylines. When they show up, things usually explode, right? We've seen it. That's, that's their entire, that's the, all their arc. So they're I, under- <laughs> I do. I understand why introducing them you might be also getting away from the formula of what made Mandalorian work, Mandalorian work in season one. Right. The, other, now, yeah. the other thing that's interesting with this casting call that I was surprised by, we know that when the last time we see Ezra, he's blasting off into unknown regions of space with everyone's favorite blue boy, Thrawn. Oh, yeah, blue boy. He's already uh, been cast. Pierce Brosnan? We, we, fi- we figured this out. It's Star Wars <laughs> Celebration, right? It's Pierce Brosnan. Come on. <laughs> but the other, thing that, the other thing that was interesting is we, we haven't seen anything or any kind of rumbling. Like, I would have thought that if they, these were all these leaks and everything, I would have thought that we would have seen, like, a Thrawn type or we would have seen some kind of connect to a possibility of Thrawn being around. But so far, fun. nothing's come out. So. I, I, as we get closer to... So I believe the show's coming out at the end of the year, so maybe as we get closer... I think it's supposed to be the same, like September, October again. Probably. Like it was last year. Wow, last year. That was a lifetime ago. <sighs> All right, just a couple more pieces of news here. Um, Flash actor fired over past tweets. <laughs> and that's all we need to say about that. Really. Uh, Hartley Sawyer, who plays the elongated man. Some tweets from 2012 that's came out. a terrible out. name for a, a villain he, or a character. He's a hero. A hero. A sidekick. And, uh, <laughs> well, he'd been explains. on the show for three seasons, I think. His character also ended on a cliffhanger. He will not be coming back next season. Are they recasting him? Nope. They're, they're just writing out the character. Um, <laughs> because uh, some so past tweets in 2012 that were every type of homophobic, racist. Jesus. Uh, just horrible, horrible tweets uh, from 2012. Uh, they, I, You know, I actually applaud the CW in this instance. They, you know, quickly acted. And, I, you know, I just think there's, there's no room for that. Yeah. Uh, and, like, he hit them. He... Didn't try to. He hadn't tried to delete them before. Like it's just, it just. But I think I said this like last year or two years ago when a lot of you know a lot of people's tweets are being dug up. I'm like, how can you work in Hollywood anymore and not have someone that scrubs your social media? Like it just, or even the studios have people that scrub the social media of the people you're hiring. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not hard. It's not hard to find clearly because people find this stuff. Very easily. Well, so uh, I, I agree, uh, and I'm sure that will be a practice going forward. But this we has said been going that on for years. We said, we said that way back in the day. No, I, like, I, no I, I understand. And for whatever reason, it hasn't caught on. Because let's be honest, the blowback hasn't been hard enough until now. It just hasn't. True. It just That's hasn't. very true. You know, now, you know, you're going to get called out, and, you know, justice will be served in some kind of way. So uh, that's all I have to say about that. Uh, a couple of things of DC news here. Henry Cavill is returning as Superman. 
Uh, that's yeah, not really what? surprising. So Wait, what? What do you that's mean? That's usually surprising. surprising. He was done. He yeah, was, but he what he actor left. actually stays away? Uh, ben Affleck, Christian Bale. There's many. Isn't Ben Affleck coming back? No, no but he stayed away as being Daredevil. Like oh, in terms wow. of well, I mean, uh, the Daredevil. Uh, did they had an option, that movie they was had, terrible. They had an option to do a sequel because it did make a good amount of money, oh especially for a superhero movie back then. And he turned it down. Uh, and then Christian Bale had the chance to return as Batman for the Justice League. He turned it down. There's many actors that turn it down. I feel like with Henry Cavill, though, it just it when it, that all came out, it just didn't feel like it was a done done deal. It felt more like a I need a break and go do The Witcher. Well, I have a theory. So mm-hmm. I, I think I think Warner Brothers was certainly done with Henry Cavill. Um, but I Henry think, Cavill wasn't done with. Him. No, I don't think that's it. I think he was open to coming back, but they probably lowballed him, and they were like, mm-hmm. we just don't know what we're doing with the DCEU with Justice League and everything. Here's my theory, and I told Christian this earlier. I think Warner Brothers is setting it up in case, with the Schneider Cut coming out next year, that they want to continue that timeline. That universe. That universe. Because the report came out that he signed on for a couple movies. There's no specifics yet. So to me, it's just a preemptive contract of... Because they're putting $30 million into the Schneider Schneider Cut, right? That's That's not insignificant money. If this movie, I would hope not. If this movie does well, and I think there's a part of them that wants this movie to do well, I think DC is now fully gone like, fuck it. We're not going to be the MCU. We're not having one line of continuity. We're going to have anything we want, right? We're going to have eight fucking Jokers, 12 <laughs> fucking Batmans, you know? Like, we'll have, we'll have two Justice League movies with the same cast. I don't care. Let's just do it, right? And, and they're just going to... Oh, that's gonna have, They're just going to... Like, wh- why? If they, if they truly, like... They don't want to copy Marvel, right? Because they've tried that and they failed at it horribly. They want they they tr- they tried the complete opposite of being dark and gritty. That failed horribly. Doing these one-offs, right? Doing the individual Joker, potentially doing the taking Batman, it movie by movie. You know, taking oh, it movie by I movie with like open continuity that might con- connect. Sounds like a comic book universe, right? So basically, what you're saying is the Warner Brothers is going the Stephen King route, whereas Marvel is becoming the Robert Pattinson. Robert Pattinson is a known... All, they're both novelists. Robert Pattinson outlines, 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 and it's been rumored. He's so famous now. He, doesn't, he just creates an outline and sends it to a ghostwriter who writes his stuff. Stephen King, on the other hand, back in the day would do a lot of drugs and drink and then just sit down, have a, one idea, and just write for days and days and days and days and writes as it goes. He doesn't know anything that's going to happen, right? Mm-hmm. DCU is going to become Stephen King where we're just going to put out a movie, see how it does, Recalibrate, recalibrate for the yeah. next one. Marvel will plan everything out. Marvel's going to be like, okay, we're going to do this, and this, and this, and this. And then and this, they'll this, be this, like, this. okay, if we have like 12 Supermans and like 42 Batmans, we could just do a crisis or one of our infamous... They already did that though, right? The CW. Yeah, but you know what? And they, they tied it into the... Did it work well? The gems, did it the work DCEU. well? DCEU. Uh, oh, really? <laughs> was, was it let down? It mm. was okay. Crossover event of the century. But didn't they already, like, in the Justice League movie, introduce, like, yeah. multiverse yeah. or time travel? Yeah, and that's the thing. So, but, And the DC is much more famous for their multiverse than Marvel is. Um, so it, it would make sense, you know? And, and at this point, you have to trust audiences of, like, just go see the movie. And if you really care, do the research. And if you don't, enjoy the pretty colors and explosions. Mm. Last piece of uh, DC news. Second there. to last. I have one thing I want to bring up. Batman is resuming filming with uh, Mr. Robert Pattinson. Robert Pattinson. It is? Yes. That's what it says on the news. <laughs> so it is. Are you sure? 
Yes. I thought he wasn't working out and being a bum. Well, I don't know. Maybe he, maybe we're gonna have like a a, a, a three skinny. a three hundred situation <laughs> I mean, where they have to paint the abs on. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, there's plenty of scenes where he's you know in regular clothing and Bruce Wayne. So. You know, you could do you could do a chest up shot <laughs> for the prop <laughs> belly. All the Batman shots are are chest up. Just do some push ups. Wait, right so, so you, you know you know like shoot. when you know TV sh- TV shows have like actresses that ha- or get pregnant, but they don't write it into the show, so they do all the creative ways to hide the pregnancy, right? could just do that. With Same idea. Robert. Right. Yeah. If it works, there. He's got yeah. large no, bags. I, I got you. He's sitting a lot. Yeah. Christian, yeah. you had one more piece of DC news for us. No, it's not. It's not news. Uh, I just have a question. Oh sure. We have franchises galore. Right? Yeah. We have Star Wars. We have the DCU. We have the Marvel. We have Watchmen. franchise. We have uh, the Game of Thrones. We have Watchmen. We have technically uh, Watchmen's part of DC. We have uh, all this, all, all this crap. Why or who or when? Or actually, all three of those things are we going to see? Because it's hugely popular right now, specifically because of the quarantine. When are we going to see Dungeons and Dragons come to the screen? Oh, easy. Um, I believe Amazon. Signed a multi recently. This was announced at Comic Con last year. Mm-hmm. Amazon signed a television series deal with a big Dungeons and Dragons stream group whose name I can't remember, so I apologize. It's not the big screen, but it's the streaming screen at least, mm. and it's an ongoing type series. Uh, there's that. Apple TV also announced kind of like a fantasy Dungeons and Dragons esque type show with one of the actual actors from um, It's All Sun in Philadelphia. Well, that the first season already, uh, yeah, yeah, on so, Apple TV Plus, yeah. yeah. So they've already they've got shows out there, but nothing in well, the sense of I mean, like I'm against true that, honestly because Dungeons, Dungeons and Dragons. Dungeons and Dragons is all about the imagination. No, no. So I'm so Dungeons. When I say Dungeons and Dragons, there's been some great novels and characters created in the universe of Dungeons and Dragons. I'm talking about like actual oh stories. building on that stuff. Like I'm talking about legendary characters, like the Dragonlance novels. Right, like glass staff. Which, by the way, if you did, would be hugely popular and lends itself to like six to seven movies per thing. They tried though a fantasy movie. It was called World of Warcraft. It was actually just called Warcraft. Warcraft. It was a great movie, and it did really, really well. And they didn't do anything else. Yeah. And I don't know why. So, oh, that's a good question point. mark. That's a good point. All right. Well, I just think David Bowie's like son directed Doug that. Jones. I just feel like it's a matter of uh, when, not if. Most likely, I mean, the popu- Dungeons and Dragons popularity in the last like ten years has just gone through the, the last roof. since Stranger Things came out, and then again when quarantine started, uh, it's sort of. I've been playing since I, I was in college. I stopped playing, so I don't know if it's that popular. It's because you're a loser. No, I just like video games. Yeah, I know you're a loser. I like to Netflix and sit you're by myself and cry. <laughs> oh, uh, that's gonna do it for us, folks, on the podcast here the was it good podcast you can find us on twitter at was it good on instagram at was it good btm the podcast is live streamed every monday on twitch.tv slash was it good as always hit us with questions comments concerns uh and to wrap um we will be dropping links and descriptions and tweets uh of where you can go and donate where you can go and protest to definitely kind of fight what is happening in the world Uh, Our promise here on this podcast is we are going to try and diversify what content we consume um, because we like content. My my personal thing is it needs to be sci-fi because I love sci-fi. So (laughs) if it's not sci-fi, then it shouldn't all be sci-fi. That's all I care about. We've watched things that aren't sci-fi. Name one thing: Triple Frontier. Jesus fucking Christ! That was the first thing that came to my mind. Yeah, yeah. 
Anyway, thank you once again and goodbye.